Well, all right, here we are once again, back at the kitchen table. You know who I am and you know what day it is. We're here at the kitchen table. You know, we call it the kitchen table because this is the place we come together to deal with serious issues. It's when we just sit down and have this chat and trust God to break it down, put it back together again in a way that honors him. And I'm glad to have at the kitchen table today. You know that this month we're dealing with the issue related to rebounding about being able to bounce back from some situations in life that many thought we wouldn't bounce back from, but God is, is able. Have Sister Edith Gant with the table. Edith, will you say hello to the kitchen table audience? Hello, hello. My name is Edith Gant. It's so nice to be here. Thank you, Bobby, for having me. Amen, amen. Sister Edith, tell us, dear, a little bit about yourself, please. Uh... Well, you know, my name is Edith Gann. I'm a chef by trade. Uh, right now, I work for Harris County. Uh, where there's no cooking going on right now due to COVID. Yes. But uh, that is what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. I'm a member of uh, Bible Way Fellowship Baptist Church. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. So, Edith, I've got you on here to say this month we're focusing on, on the topic of rebounding. And, and as I, I told you that the Lord led me to use this e because if anyone has rebounded <laughs> in life, it truly has been you. But, so. I'm, but I know a little bit of your story. Can you talk to the, to the kitchen table audience and tell them a little bit about your rebounding story? Um, well, you know, I think we have to start like in, I'll go all the way back to 1990 uh, when, yeah. I had, when I had Darren Ellie again. I gave birth to a son, Darren Ellie again, who was born with many issues. He had bilateral club feet, which means the soles of his feet faced his crouch, you know, and he had all kinds of issues. And that's always frightening and traumatic with something like that. That's not what you're expecting. You know, you're thinking yeah. beautiful. You have a beautiful baby, but a baby with a lot of issues. Hmm. And um. Those issues just became, it seemed like it took over our whole world because Darren was a child who passed out and turned purple at every feeding. And he ate every two hours around the clock. And he did that for five months straight. I was so tired. I, I just did, I was at my wits end. And the only way you can get through something like that, it, it takes a God. Because how do you do that? Just by yourself, you know? And it was just the two of us. First mm. time that brother slept all the way through the night, I woke up screaming because I thought he had died through the night. <laughs> but I just was so exhausted after five months, you're tired. And it just it begins to color your whole life. All the problems that Darren had, he all the issues that he had, he never walked, talked. I mean, he did his own kind of talking and he was yeah. a happy man. But um, he didn't, he never crawled. He never did any of those things, mm. you know. And uh, even uh, with, he never got past like 12 months cognitively, even though he was 17 years old when he passed. So your life becomes that, you know, you don't, you really can't go out and do things because Theron didn't go places, you know, uh, that, that didn't work. And the friends in your life, they kind of fade because you're so consumed with this issue. Uh, and I really didn't have people to help me keep him because most people were afraid to keep him because Theron had so many issues. So it just took over my life and my life became just Theron. It was just Theron and I. And a child like that doesn't have anybody coming over saying, can he come outside and play? No, you become his everything, his playmate, his caregiver, his, you know, it was the two of us, it seemed like against the world, but, but God. Okay, yeah. when you got a God in it, he can yeah. make that thing work out in the midst of when you think it will never work out. So I had that to hold on to, and that's better than anything you can ever have. When you face, I don't care what it is, when you face it with God, it's going to be all right. 
Amen. It's going to be all right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, so the Edith, man, what a very description, a detailed description. During this time, so the Edith, what did you personally, I know you loved Darren and, and God gave you this child and, and you were there you know, every twist and turn in his life. How did it impact your, your faith in God? How did it impact you? When you go through something like what I went through, you learn to trust God on a whole different level. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear people say that they know the voice of your shepherd, but I definitely know the voice of my shepherd. I know him, I know when he speaks. I, it was, mm, how do I explain it? I don't really know what to say, Bobby, other than you have to give yourself completely over to that. When your back is against the wall and you have yeah. nowhere to go, you yeah. have nothing to turn to. There's nobody that can help me in that situation. No one. Parent couldn't talk. I never had children. I never even really cared for children. So I didn't know anything about children. I was really lost in it. But I loved my God. And I knew he gave me this child, especially for me. And listening to friends say, you know, you need to institutionalize him so you can go on with his life. What insult because I'm going to take the gift that God gave me and I'm going to find yeah. a way to make it work and I yeah. just I lived in God's word and I just prayed and just stayed with it I had to just hold on just hold, keep your hand in Jesus hand hold on to him some kind of way don't let him get away keep your eyes on him and you don't fall yeah. you'll stumble but he won't let you fall yeah 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 wow wow that's right mm -hmm. take, take the gift wow wow and so either, in many ways, it just became you and Theron because, because you got people on the outside who are looking in from their yeah. perspective, but they don't know what God is doing in you or what God no. has really given to you. Mm -mm. No, they don't. You know, and then friends just kind of fade because it's a little bit heavy. That's a heavy situation to be in. Um, and it just it just became the two of us. So I just created our own world. You know, I could talk to Darren. Darren talked to me. I could tell him everything because he couldn't tell nobody right. we spent our time we started working in the yard I, I had the best yard going in the neighborhood you know? <laughs> and we met you'd be surprised how many people we met because yeah. of that people would just stop and say you're always with your baby you always have him with him and after he passed they would stop and saying well where is he they missed him if i go to the grocery store people's like where where's darren well yeah. darren's going to be yeah. with the lord you know so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. If you could share with us after he passed, now there's mm. just you, you, you. Tell, tell us about that. You know, I, I wondered what, what life would be like after Theron. Uh, before Theron died, uh, I was concerned about, Lord, if you take me, what's going to happen to Theron? You know, mm. where was Theron going to go? What's, what's going to happen? Uh, and I was always uncertain about that. But when Theron yeah. had his stroke and Theron did pass away, then I'm faced with, uh, I could start over again. I hadn't been to a movie in 18 years. Theron wow. totally consumed my world. He became my world. It was just the three of us, Theron, me, and God. And uh, that's the way I dealt with it, you know. Um, and then after he went, I mean, I ended up at one point, Bobby, I had five jobs. It was like, okay, you don't have to do that much. You know? <laughs> but I had to begin to work again. I had to start after uh, 17, 18 years out of the workforce. I had to start again. And that took, uh, you know, and I think of it as gifts from Theron. He's still giving me gifts from Theron because a, a guy that was a social worker called me one day and said mm -hmm. I was in a meeting and I heard they wanted to start a new program and they needed a shift. And he said, before you start screaming at me, I gave them all your information. 
and you need to call them. They're going to call you. And I was like, okay, this got to be God. And I was in the middle of catering for a ditch. for a yeah. I said, ah, and I got finished that. You know, I went up, got dressed and went out of town. Went out of town in the middle of that. Didn't bother about it. When I got home, those people had called me eight, 10 or 12 times. Uh, I find I went over for an interview, had my credentials were better than the other candidates they had. And I've been working with Frank, El Franco Lee hired me to be chef of precinct one. And I started working at that point. Yeah. You know, after all those years of not doing too much of anything, you know. Hey, man. So that's hey, when I got back in the workforce. Got back into the workforce. And yeah. and and you've been now, you're not just in the workforce, you're talking about the transition and 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 the rebounding. Uh, you are a phenomenal chef. So tell us, tell us this entrepreneurial endeavor, this bent, this spirit you got. I mean, you're, you're fabulous and, and you're known, you're known throughout the city. So, so tell us how did that come about? Uh, well, I always cooked a little bit. And even my Darren was alive. Um, I did, I couldn't do a lot, but every now and then God would send a big job, something that I'd make enough money where I could pinch off for it to use to, you know, to uh, help us on a monthly basis because wow. Darren only had a little check of $364 a month. And we were living on $364 a month. And you can't even wow. do that without a God, okay? Yeah, I, yeah. When I look when I look back, oh God, when I look back, I don't yeah. know how I did it, but I can tell you that it takes a God to do it. You know, yeah. when Darren was alive, the water bill was $8.50. The month that brother died, the water bill went up. Tell me God was on it. $8.50? Who has $8.50 bill? You know, and it was just like that. It was just like that with many things. He supplied us and he kept us. Okay, so when I got back out there, uh, I did a little thing. So I started to cater and that was, that was, I did all right with it. People seemed to appreciate it. Uh, when I got in the precinct, then I started cooking for like a hundred people a day. You know, mm. uh, it, it just built up and, um, I didn't really have to cater then because now I had just a full-time job where I could just chill instead of being so worried about every penny. You know, I was able to uh, to manage. Uh, and, and then another gift from Darren, a person, because he had one woman that he loved as much as he loved me. He only loved two of us seemingly. And she was his uh, vision teacher. And her mm -hmm. niece was the editor of Brides of Houston Magazine who mm -hmm. called me one day and said, we need you to do uh, a wedding cake spread. And they gave me all the stuff that had to be and where to be in the studios to go to. And you know, I've never done anything like that. Probably I was just kind of lost, but then I got to back up and say, thank you, God. You lead me, God. You tell me how to do this thing. And I ended up with a magazine spread that that was another wow. jump off uh, that God sent. I said, that's just a gift from Aaron because it seemed like everything comes from connections with Aaron that for the work that I do, that God just keeps supplying me. He never let me, I just never had the, I've always had ever since then. Um, remember wow. Big Boy? You remember yeah. Big Boy? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, uh, Big Boy was a big old rusty dented white Chevrolet truck. That yeah. brother never broke down except in the driveway when Darren and I. But God supplied me with a vehicle where I can get in and go every time I go. I said, God, you've changed it. I have the nerve sometimes, all of us. We reach moments where you're just down and you don't even realize why you're down. You know, yeah. our life can just get you sometimes. You just, oh, it just nothing seems to be going right. And you just feel down in your spirit. You don't feel like praying. It, it's all the stuff that we know we have to continue to do. When you get yeah. like that, I have to get out a piece of paper. And I can write down, big boy, big raggedy truck, other truck you got, nice, shiny, and going. 
with Aaron, $364 a month, that's all you had. Now mm-hmm. what do you have? You know, I remember when I had one dress, one pair of slacks and two shirts. I remember. I have so many pairs now, I can't count them. And I have, when I get down, I write out my list. Yeah. And I say, okay, God, I know where you brought me from. I know what it means to have nothing. And I know mm. what it means to have something. Yeah. And all of, that, all of that comes with God. If you just find yourself falling away like that, turn immediately because you know what? You don't need to have an appointment. It don't matter what time of day it is. The throne of grace is always available. Even Christ went to the throne of grace. And we yeah. go there and you send all your cares because you cast all your cares yes, on him because he cares for us. And he yeah. takes care of us. Yeah, He's your yeah. shepherd. You should know the sound of his voice. And he will allow you to stumble, but he will not allow you to fall. And yeah. every gift, he, you are a gift to Jesus from, from the Father. And yeah. no one can take you out of his hand. And once yeah. you belong to him, that's it's right. eternal. It's forever. You know, well, you hear and you might not be acting right, but you still belong to him. Okay. Right. Thank right. you, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, uh, what you're saying in the beginning about no one expected this. You didn't expect this in your life. You didn't expect to go this way. And, and and there are people who are watching right now, listening right now. They've had some things happen that they wouldn't have hoped for, prayed for, dreamt for, could be considered negative, unfavorable, yes. bad. And it's left them with a bitter spirit. Yeah. How would you, and how would you encourage their hearts right now, Edith? It's so easy to slip into that when 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 life just batters you and and it's not your fault. You think, yeah. I didn't do nothing. Why me? It's all kind of other people. It's gonna why me? You know. But sometimes God, that's the way God is gonna deal with you. Your life is not like we're all individuals to God, and your life is not gonna be like somebody else. You can't have this cookie cutter mentality. No. Yeah. When God takes you out and says, "This is what you do," you have to embrace that. Because you can't get away from it. No way you can run if you want to, but you're going to still have to face it. So when these things happen, immediately, you got to stay in prayer about it. I don't feel like praying. He's not answering. You don't know that. You have to continue to pray. Read your word. Trust that God is not going to leave you. Because he says he'll never leave or forsake you. And it is yeah. true. And what's going to turn him away? Distress? Name all those things, Bobby. You can do them all. What's yeah. The things yeah. in life don't matter. When you get down like that, you if you have, you should have, and I hope you do have, a, a, a church home and a church family. And if you don't know, it's got to be a Christian in your life that you can yeah. go to and say, pray for me. A yeah. real Christian is not going to put your business in the street. They're going to take it to Jesus, and we're going to pray about it, and they're going to walk with you because that's what it takes. We do it together. But don't ever, ever think that God is not listening and that he does not hear your cry because he does. And you continue to cry out to him because he says, if you seek for me, you will find me. You know, if you call on me, I'm going to come. So you continue to call. Be like the lady with the blood issue. Just won't shut up about it. Just, just yeah. you know, no, no, you just, you can't ask him too many times. There's no such thing as that. Wear him down if you have to. Wear him down. I like that. I like that. Wear him down. I like that. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. She wouldn't take Just no wear him down. That's right. mm-hmm. So, Edith, what's next for Edith? What's next for you? What's the next chapter for you now? What's next is, you know, I never jumped out and did that restaurant y'all wanted me to do. 
And yeah. as you get older, sometimes you think that brain, uh, this, maybe that's not the right thing. And then the, the county offered me something else. I've been doing Zoom cooking classes where I teach online. Oh. And I start thinking, this is a lot easier than catering for 300 people. <laughs> you know? And maybe I need to try to be a, you know, yeah. YouTube star or something. And I'm kind of setting my sights to to doing something like that and how to take things easy, but still continue to cook because I think I know that cooking is like a gift from God. It's something that I love to do. I never get tired of it. Um, but I do want to do it in moderation, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. That that yeah. is so you know, because we're in different times now. Now we're yeah. in, vir in this virtual space. And there's so many things hmm. that we can do that does save a lot of time, but you can also reach a, a lot of more people. Yeah, for sure. Reach a lot of people. I am just sitting there just just so filled with joy, just hearing you. And I'm sure that the viewers also feel the very same way uh, because you talk about a special needs child from birth. Oh, yeah. And, and how you loved him and cared for him and, and did everything and, and even poured your life into him. And then the Lord called him home. And yet you can because I always say that I've, I've, I've done enough funerals now that I've seen that when a loved one or someone intimate with you dies, Many times I buried two people, the one who died and the one who's who's alive, mm -hmm. but 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 they've died also. But not you. You no. are you are, you are, no. you are you you've chosen no, no, to live. No. I chose no. to live. Um God let Theron die in my presence. You know, I was privileged for that to be there with his last breath. And when you take the stethoscope and put it to your child's chest and you hear nothing, I started to sing and praise God uh for this Theron's life. And how God had just taken care of us all these years. And I learned that from my mother. When my dad died, she was in her room praying and just thanking God. I was mad at her. How she ended up thanking God and dead and died? I didn't yeah, understand. Yeah. But let me tell you something. When Theron died, what did I do? Because yeah, I had yeah. a praying mother. I had a mother who lived a whole life for the Lord. I fell right behind her and started thanking God. Got up. I got that brother cleaned up when they came here. I refused to let them deal with him. I wrapped him up myself, whatever they had, mm. they had little tags and stuff. I was like, oh, let me put some tags on him. Because my thing was, let me do all I can do for this child that God gave me, because that's what I've always done. And even in this moment, yeah. let me do all that I can do. So she told me she was going to go out and get the, what's that thing they roll him on, whatever, to bring him, to take him to the van. I told yeah. her, no, no, baby, you know, no, no. I said, I carried him in here. Yeah, and I'm gonna carry him out, and I picked yeah. my child up, and I took him, I put him out. I said, "Let me do the seatbelt." I was just tucking him in for the last time because mm. I knew when I put him in that van that I yeah. wasn't gonna see him again until I see Jesus. Yeah. Because I donated Theron's body to science. Yeah. As a, uh, I could have went broke planning a funeral, but why would I do that? Why would yeah. I do that? You know, I wasn't gonna put it on a charge card. I certainly didn't have no money living on three hundred sixty-four dollars a month. Yeah. So I gave his body. I watched the, those tail lights until I couldn't see him anymore. Yeah. I went in the house and I prayed and I went to bed because I was tired. Yeah, I was yeah. tired. I was tired on tired. And when I got up, I just started asking God, what now? What yeah. am I going to do now, Lord? Mm. Which way do I turn now, Lord? Yeah. And um, what else I got to say? When I say, I hope that you have a church family, find you a local church body to be a part of. And don't just go to church. You'll find you a ministry that you can get into because the church can't ever be all that it's supposed to be unless everybody in the church is doing what they should do and everybody needs to have a position and a ministry that they serve in 
So I would encourage you because there you find support, you yeah. know, and you find an area that God has blessed you in. Take a spiritual gift test and find out what area should you be a part of, but make sure you're a part of it. That's right, Edith. Amen. Wow. Yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Kitchen table, <laughs> kitchen table. I know that this is more than you dreamt or imagined, but this is a rebound story. Sister Edith Gant, who's telling you that God made a way out of no way. Out of way out of way. An $8 water bill. Uh, no one does that. No Nobody one does that. it. Nobody, Nobody gets that. You know, living on living on less than four hundred dollars a month. Dollars a month. Who does Nobody. that? How do no you even does. do it? I had to do list. I'm a I'm a list girl. I'm a list girl. I'm write it down all day long. What I got to do so I can check it up. And I had a list. I found some lists that were so long. I don't know how I got through those lists every day. Right. I was tired just reading them. You know. Yeah. But yeah. somehow, all these years, and I'm still in this little bitty house, nine hundred what eighty two square feet. I don't know how we did it, but we uh, did. Five loaves, two fish. Five loaves, hey, two fish. It's, it's no thing that he cannot do. You broke it's no multiply. thing that he will not oh, do for Lord. those who love him. You know. Mm -mm. Uh, kids and tape, I want you to, to, to tell your <laughs> mama, tell your daddy, tell your cousins, tell all your cousins, your, your play cousins, your real cousins. What you heard today, share the kitchen table because the encouragement yes. you've heard today is just the word you needed to hear. And God has sent you this word today to remind you that you can rebound because we serve a resurrected Savior. Yes, we I'll do. see you next week right here at the kitchen table. God bless you. God keep you. And take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Sister Gant.